Hi, my name is Andrea Jansen, and I am on a mission to help people be ambitious at work every single day. That means you're fulfilled, you're productive, and you're contributing to your company. I'm a certified executive coach that has an MBA, a diversity consultant, a Forbes contributor, a business leader, a wife, and a mother of three. This podcast is about tackling hard topics like the gender gap in the workplace. It's about asking the questions that everybody's thinking about, but doesn't want to say out loud. Each episode is like the sweet spot between motivation and tactical strategies to get you ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. This is where we learn, grow, and create opportunities. Welcome to the Ambition Theory Podcast. My friend and role model, Amy Marks, has a saying, women on women crime needs to stop. You know what I'm talking about. It's when women don't support other women. When someone says one thing to your face and then says something else when you aren't there. Today, I'm resharing an episode from November of 2019 that talks about why this happens. Because here's the truth. It's not in your head. It's been studied by researchers and it's actually another form of unconscious bias. I'm also sharing a story when I had to call myself out because I was committing women-on-women crime against someone who today I consider to be a close friend and business connection. Hello, welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast. It's Andrea Jansen here, and on today's episode, we are going to be unpacking the topic of why women don't always support other women. I hear it all the time from people. They say things like, My boss says they support women, but they don't actually walk the talk. Or, I can't believe this woman did this to me. But the thing is, this is a real challenge in the workplace, and it's easy to point the finger at other people. But I want you to listen up today because before you start pointing the finger at other people, calling them out for not supporting other women, I want you to look at yourself. And I am going to share with you a story today of when I got, I fell into that trap of thinking about scarcity, about not celebrating another woman's success. And I want to share with you how I got out of it. But before we dive into my story, I want to start with the research. So I want to share with you a study that I read. It is from 2017. It was done at the University of Texas at Austin. And it's called, Does Diversity Value and Behavior Result in Diminished Performance Ratings for Non-White and Female Leaders? So at the beginning of this study, there's actually a lot of information in this study. We're just going to talk about what was shared at the beginning, but it explains why women don't support other women and why sometimes people of color don't always support other people of color. And it's just another way that unconscious bias shows up in our culture today. So in the study, this is what it says. One way to potentially reduce the status and power gap is to place women and non-white leaders in high status, high power positions, in the hope that these leaders will empower other women and non-whites. So what they found out when they looked at the numbers was that promoting demographic minorities into top leadership positions has actually been shown to have some unfortunate side effects. In fact, powerful minorities have been found to actively oppose the advancement of their fellow minority group members. 
Whoa, right? That's a big one. Possibly because they feel threatened by fellow members of their demographic groups or because once demographic minorities break into higher status ranks, they wish to retain their status by denying it to others. Now that is a loaded couple sentences. So I want to explain it in kind of layman's terms a little bit. So it's this idea that the workplace doesn't have a lot of female leaders. So if you look at the numbers, there are more men in leadership positions than there are women. This is just a fact, the same thing for minorities, but today on this podcast, we're gonna talk about women, but the same principle applies to minorities, but I'm gonna focus on women today. Um, It's kind of like when you make it, so you're working so hard, you're climbing that corporate ladder, you get to that level, to that senior level, and you look around and you're like, great, I made it. And you're looking around you and you're seeing that there's not many people like you. So maybe you are one of a few women that have reached it to that status. And you look around you and it's been a lot of work to get there and you automatically go into protection mode. So it's like, I need to protect my success because it was so hard for me to get here. And it's gonna be really, it's, it was hard and there's not a lot of people at this same level that I am. So I need to be in protection mode because if more people come, that means it's gonna take away from what I have. And I wanna be really clear that people don't think of this consciously. So it is not like you are actively trying to protect yourself. This is all happening unconsciously because you, you don't even realize that you're doing this. You just see around you that there's not a lot of people like you and you wanna protect what you have. So that is unconscious. And some of these behaviors, like women not supporting other women, are based on that idea. It's based on the idea of scarcity mindset. So it's the idea that if somebody has what I have, it takes away what I have. It's the idea that, you know, her success is gonna take away from my success, not that her success could add to my success or her she can be successful and I can be successful and it's not actually gonna take away from my ability to be successful. And that's where we really get stuck. And that's where those kind of bad behaviors show up where you're pointing the finger and saying, you know what, she doesn't support me, she doesn't support other women. And people, when you do this, you don't actually realize you're doing it, you're not doing it on purpose, it's just the way our culture has been. There's not a lot of women in leadership, so it's been a, it's a scarcity mindset. There's not that many there, and so if I make it, I need to protect. So that's kind of what's happening, um, kind of behind the scenes in our brains. So I want to take it down to me because this showed up for me a couple months ago, and it wasn't a very pleasant experience when it showed up. So a couple months ago, I met a woman named Natalie Oldfield and we became friends. And when I met her, I told her I was working on this article that was going to be in Forbes and I was really excited about it. And I started to tell her about it. And she asked me, Andrea, how did you get in Forbes? And so I decided to give her that opportunity, right? Because I want to support other women. I want other women to be successful. And so I showed her how to do that. So I created that opportunity. I opened the door for her to become a Forbes expert as well. And she wrote an article. And what happened was that her article actually got published on Forbes.com before mine did. And I was working really hard on this article and 
she emailed me the article when it came out and she was all excited, scared, all those feelings that you get when you play bigger, when you put yourself out there, when you put your message out into the world on a larger scale. She was feeling all of those things and she reached out to me and my immediate reaction was, I can't believe I helped her. What have I done? Like, she, she's getting this before me. That is not fair. I should not have shown her how to do this. I made a big mistake. That was my gut reaction. And a couple minutes later, I allowed myself to kind of sit in that for a little bit. And then I started to feel ashamed. I was ashamed that I felt this way. I felt like I wasn't supporting other women because I was having these feelings. And I really needed to decide what to do about it. And because I read all these studies, I knew I'm like, this is scarcity mindset. It's this idea that Natalie being published in Forbes actually takes away from my ability to be published in Forbes or that Natalie having a bigger reputation because her message is being shared on in a large publication to a bigger audience takes away from my message and my my status as an expert or as a thought leader. So that was all that was going on in my mind. But we know the truth is it's not rational, but it's really looking at the situation from scarcity that we both cannot be successful. And the truth is Forbes is a huge platform. And her audience is different than mine. She writes about different things. So Natalie writes about how to build trust in your business with your customers and within your organization. And I write about the gender gap. So it's really probably going to be different people reading our articles. We have different clients and her ability to be successful and her ability to be in that publication did not take away at all from my ability to be in that publication and for me to use that to kind of grow my position as an expert, as a thought leader. So what did I do? So I recognized that I was literally stuck. I was that woman in that moment that doesn't support other women. I was letting my scarcity mindset take over and I had to decide what to do. So that feeling, it wasn't my fault. That scarcity mentality is an unconscious bias that pretty much everybody deals with. So that showed up for me um, and I can't control that that showed up. Those thoughts, they showed up for me. But what I can control is what I do about it. So I decided in that moment that I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And so what I did is I celebrated Natalie's success. So I sent her a text message with many emojis. I called her to congratulate her. I shared her article on my social media so that I could be in that celebration mode with her. And the thing that happened was pretty awesome. It almost kind of brought tears to my eyes because it is it was literally me walking the talk of sponsorship. So giving somebody the opportunity, pushing them out of the comfort zone and went and celebrating in their success with them. So it's almost like her success, her ability to be in Forbes and get her message out there. It was like, I felt like it was my success as well. And it really made me so happy. And a couple weeks later, I think it was about two weeks later, my article came out and I was really nervous. I was really excited. I was feeling all these things that Natalie had felt before when she got her voice, when she got her opinion on such a big platform and available to such a big audience. I was feeling all these things and it was a weird feeling. 
And the benefit that Natalie had done it before me is that I had somebody to celebrate my success with. So I immediately texted Natalie. I said my article's out. She texts me back with all these emojis and we're going from this kind of, oh, did this really happen? I can't believe my message is out there to having someone to celebrate that success with. And that was really powerful. So that was really the benefit of me just really recognizing that scarcity mindset, recognizing that unconscious bias for what it is. It is something that has been ingrained in our culture because you know what? There aren't that many women thought leaders. There aren't that many women in leadership positions. So we're kind of thought to look at the world out of scarcity. But as soon as I was able to shift it and look at it out of abundance and look at it as an opportunity to celebrate with her and for her us to be successful together, that really changed things for me. That helped me to manage my feelings. It helped me to manage my actions and it helped me to do things to actually support other women. But the story is not over yet. It gets even better. So after this happened, Natalie actually opened a very large door for me and created a huge opportunity for me to get in the door and share my message with some even more influential people that I don't think I would have had access to if Natalie hadn't given me that opportunity and connected the dots for me so I could move forward with that. So I got a really great opportunity to connect with some new people, to share my message with them. Natalie was able to amplify her message, get it into Forbes, and the both of us are able to support each other, to really get our messages out there, hone in, and kind of like push ourselves to be even more successful. So it's like, if she's successful, she can teach me the things that got her where she is. And if I learn something, I can share it with her and we can really build off each other. So it's not that her success takes away from mine. It's actually her success adds to mine and then mine adds to hers. And we really just build each other up together. So the moral of this story is, is that scarcity mindset is an, is unconscious. It is often unconscious. You will automatically go to a place of scarcity. It is unconscious. Everybody has this and it's easy to see it in other people. So it's easy to say when somebody else does this to you or you see somebody doing that to somebody else, it's easy to point the finger at them and say she doesn't support other women. But the truth is we all have these thoughts. And my challenge for you is before you point the finger at somebody else, I want to look you to look at yourself and really start to pay attention when these feelings of scarcity are showing up for you. And don't go down the shame spiral. So don't feel bad about it. So I actually initially when I started to feel like Natalie's success and Natalie's ability to publish in Forbes was actually taken away from my ability. When I started to feel that way, I started to feel ashamed a little bit. But I don't want you to feel that way. Just acknowledge it for what it is. Label it. So, okay, I'm feeling scarcity mindset right now. And then decide what you're going to do about it. Don't, don't feel ashamed that you have these thoughts because they're automatic and they're unconscious. But as soon as you're aware of them, decide, how am I going to use this? Am I going to use this to move forward? Can I move forward with abundance or do I want to stay in this scarcity mindset? So get yourself out of abundance. Think about celebrating success. Think about taking action to support somebody else when you start to have these feelings 
and have when you have these thoughts because that is what it's really going to take for us to kind of break the cycle of women not supporting other women. So really start with yourself before you point the finger at somebody else. So I always want to end my podcast episodes with an action for you to take within 24 hours. So I want you to really notice in the next day when that scarcity mindset shows up for you. Just start to notice it. And as soon as you notice it, decide to take action. Just be like, okay, my scarcity mindset's here right now. What am I going to do about it? And really kind of make it a conscious thought and make a conscious decision of how you're going to move forward. And that is how we're going to really get women supporting other women in the workplace. So thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. There is a lot happening at Ambition Theory right now. If you want to stay in the loop, make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter. It comes out every Sunday, and it's a combination of motivation and strategy to help you and your company get ahead. When you sign up, you'll also get a free phone wallpaper that is a reminder to get out of your comfort zone because that is where the magic happens. Go to ambitiontheory.ca forward slash subscribe to sign up. Hi there. Before you go, I was wondering if I could ask you a huge favor. Can you click on iTunes and give the podcast a five-star review and also a comment? This would mean the world to me. It also helps us to spread the word about the podcast and attract higher profile guests. We want to be able to deliver thought leadership around diversity inclusion every single week and having more reviews on iTunes will help us to do that and help us to keep the show going for free for you. So please head to iTunes right now, give us a five-star review and leave us a comment. Thanks so much.